Hey, Peter here from the future. Long-time listeners will know that we used to release what we call warm-ups before we record every podcast. As general, we'll just chat for 10 minutes with the microphones on just to warm up for the podcast. We used to release these through the newsletter, but the newsletter no longer really exists. And so I thought it'd be fun to go back to some of the original warm-ups we did, pull some clips and see what Peter and SJ from about 18 months ago are up to. So this episode is the highlights of the first six warm-ups. Because these are 18 months old, the editing is really rough. I have, you know, tried to clean them up a little bit and I've only picked out the highlights. But listening back, I'm like, I have definitely got better at editing. Enjoy. Welcome to Being Honest with My Ex. My ex is Peter C. Haywood. My ex is SJ, better known as Honor Eastley. We were engaged for two years and And then then we we broke broke up. up, (laughs) And then we stopped talking to each other for a year and... Now we do a podcast together. Would you have a baby with me? If I can get you to cry next podcast, we'll have a hat trick. <laughs> you don't know this, but I have a very vivid image of what your penis looks like. What? <laughs> if I met you now, I do not think that I would go out with you. Oh my God. I think if I met you now, I'd, I'd fall more in love with you than I did the first time. Are you ready? Yes. What's the warm-up? Uh, we'll work it out. We're going to start now. Hello and welcome to the warm-up. Hi. I don't know what we're doing. No, so what I worked out is while editing the podcast, I realised that the second one we do is always better than the first one. So we're going to do like a little mini episode before we start recording the first of this fortnight's two podcasts. Uh, was that clear? I mean, you started breaking up, so... We broke up ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> You actually laughed at that. I'm impressed. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that that was really a laugh. I don't think you can count that as a laugh. (laughs) You can't see me right now. I can see you, but I rolled my eyes at the same time as I was making that sound. I like how you said you can't count this as a laugh. Like I have a little laugh diary that I'm like, today I got four laughs. And you're like, Peter, do not count that one. That one was not a real laugh. That was a snort chuckle at best. I like the idea that you have one, like you just have a really, really tiny, one of those counter things. Getting people into rides and that. Yeah. You're just clicking. Uh, So I thought during the warm up, we could talk about the stuff. Or maybe you could have a Fitbit, like a Fitbit. And just just shake every time I get a laugh. Yeah, like shake every time you get a laugh. And the aim is to get like 10,000 laughs in a day. (laughs) That is ambitious. That's really, (laughs) that's really a lot. (laughs) And you just fail every time. Wow, this is this is uh, this is lovely. What a good idea! I have great things for you. And I'm looking up how many seconds in a day. Okay, so I would need more than oh no, I need one laugh every eight seconds all day. I feel like Jimmy Carr could do it, and you could too. That <laughs> you changed sentiment halfway through that sentence, didn't you? No, I did not. I was just thinking halfway through about like whether you count like. A collective of people laughing as one laugh or as oh, like 800 right. laughs. How would you measure that on the Fitbit? I suppose you just measure each one and then, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you've got to get everyone in the crowd to wear Fitbit. <laughs> <laughs> laugh counters. I think this is probably a, a bad and unnecessary idea. Now that I reflect on it properly. I feel like it's the future of comedy. For me, this whole thing was what interests me about it was that I'm really terrified. Like, I am genuinely really terrified to express a lot of my opinions in public because... But this is more like just expressing them to me, who is less likely to judge you for it. Yeah, well, I mean, talking with you in this way, and I definitely don't agree with all of your opinions, but... um, You sure? 
Man, you have a really like kind of like. I think if you listen back to the podcast, you'll find that every one of my opinions you've agreed with. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> that's not no, that's not true. What? That's such an Australianism that yeah, nah, yeah, no. <laughs> what were you saying that you? I have such a what? You have like a superhuman ability to not give a fuck what people think. I was actually talking about it with a friend of mine today, and she was like. So when Peter says, like, he doesn't care if Louis C.K. thinks he's a dickhead, she's like, is he actually serious or is he just talking shit? And I was like, nah, I think he's actually serious. And she's like, that's just, what? (laughs) What the fuck? I'd probably be, like, a bit sad. We should wrap this up, but finish your thought. Well, no, I was going to go into, like, feminism and... Oh, we do not want to talk about that shit. No, fuck. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) No, just like gender as a construct, how men are socialized. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, no, I 100% agree. So, like, you know, that I don't give a fuck thing is, like, I would see as quite a, like, masculine trait. And being really sensitive to feedback, I would see as being quite, you know. So what you're saying is I'm hyper-masculine. I'm just super-masculine. And ladies should have sex with me. No, that's not what I'm saying. You're definitely an, <laughs> you're definitely an alpha type character, but that's not really. Necess- yeah, that's not necessarily a compliment. I would never describe myself as an alpha. Like I, I tend to make close male friends who are sort of the alpha kind of person, and then just hang around with them and like, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm happy to throw the spotlight over to people. Winner, 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 winner. Who's one of these friends? So I'm gonna edit this list out, but. Like those are all people who are very much like I am the main guy and I'm quite happy to be almost the sidekick. Yeah, you I mean you definitely like being in a producer role, but you're still you're still like absolutely a type A person. And you know, it's context, but you are an alpha person in a group of people. You're often like, okay everyone, what are we doing? Let's play marriage wrecker. Why are we why are we losing the half hour limit, SJ? What's happening with that? It's because everyone thinks that you're a bully. What? <laughs> Is that right? No. I don't know. That's the message I got. <laughs> who thinks I'm everyone a bully? Everyone thinks you're mean. I finally wrote back to that person who who said Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Tell that tell it. Tell that tale. Someone sent me quite a long email about the podcast and they were like, they they said, you know, I really like you. Yeah, I really like the podcast and I really like your stuff, but Peter grates me a lot to the point where they said that they listen to the podcast with a, with a notebook so that they can write down like all the things that they would say to you. <laughs> I find that so amusing. I was like, I replied. I actually sent a really long reply. And I, I haven't heard back, which I'm, I'm not surprised by, not because of anything to do with this person, but just I've noticed that, like, have, I, I've just had a number of things where I've put in, like, really big responses to people who contact me for about whatever reason, and I, I don't hear back. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Um, I, think may, I think maybe it's because my response can be... Because I do this a lot. If someone writes me a really big, long message... I'm like, oh, I need to properly sit down and respond right. to that. And then I just forget to. I read a great guide on how to get, uh, I think it's part of um, Tim Ferriss's book, 4-Hour uh, Workweek. 
And he's like, if you want to get a reply, write a short email because people are more likely to reply to a short email because they don't feel like they need to write a long response. Yeah, so this was the opposite of that. <laughs> what <laughs> what I did, I said... Uh... Well, so her, her complaints were that I interrupt you with irrelevant things. And I remember you mentioned that to me. And so I started listening to the podcast with that in mind. And we interrupt each other as much as we... Like, I interrupt you as much as you interrupt me. But the difference is that people generally come to this podcast knowing and liking you, and so they only notice when I interrupt you. And as well as that, the the factor that, that people don't know that I'm aware of, and that you may or may not be aware of, I assume you are, is that I can see you. And so sometimes when you're like struggling with a thought or, or struggling with an emotion or something like that, I will kind of jump in and tell a story and give you time to, you know, think or... or, or what's the word? Uh... Process. Process. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you. I'll give you time to process. And so by the end of my story, you're generally fine. You're able to jump back to what you were doing. Uh, as well as that, I just get excited to talk to you. Like I interrupt <laughs> because I'm excited to tell you thoughts, and you interrupt because you're excited to tell me thoughts. But if people know you more than they know me, then they're going to be like, "Oh, Peter keeps interrupting this person," which is something I actually try not to do. But yeah, that, that was my thoughts. What did you say to it? People say that a lot about um, Tim Ferriss's podcast that he like talks too much. He talks too much on his own podcast. What, yeah. Do they want him to... <laughs> well, because his want? podcast is an interview podcast, so it's mostly him interviewing right. other people. So, sure. So, so they don't like it when he interviews people and then he asks them questions and then he's like, oh, yeah, and that reminds me of XYZ. That's how conversation works. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any, I don't have any problem with that. So one thing I would say, though, is that I just, I just listened to episode 13 and I did listen to it, and I, I like, got kind of upset in that one too. And I do know, a f- like, a friend of mine was like, yeah, it's kind of weird listening to because how you respond to how, to me, being upset is not how they would respond. Does that make sense? Yeah, but we have a different relationship. Then. Well, when I heard back and I was like, oh, yeah, Peter does sound like a little bit, like uncaring i can understand why people like does that make sense yeah i can understand why people think that uh they're wrong and uh, i'm okay with that it's just weird to listen back to it because i'm like huh this conversation sounds weird to listen to again yeah i I became immune to your crying as a as a thing that bothers me so when you're crying i'm like oh sj's crying like that happens sometimes i'm gonna try to make her laugh i've become immune to your crying as a thing that bothers me it used to really bother me when we were together i used to be like I used to beat myself up over it, and then it happened all the time, and I stopped beating myself up over it, which is much healthier. Mm. <laughs> mm. What'd you say? Okay, the reply's really long, but basically says, uh, Peter has always been a divisive character. It's partly why I want to do a show with him, because disagreement can be interesting. Uh... I did say, yeah, there was a bit in the last episode where I was like, yeah, Peter, you do sound like a dick. (laughs) But it's this weird thing now because the feedback from the show, we can't totally blow it off, not even Peter, who doesn't mind if people who don't like him. Um, We've had a couple of people mention that they didn't like his style, but that definitely makes us listen to the podcast in a different way. The interrupt, like... Particularly in terms of the interruption thing, Peter did notice that he does do that sometimes, but I also noted that I interrupt him a bunch too. I guess it depends who you're interested in hearing from as to which interruptions shit you. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway, there's like a lot more, but... Oh, actually, you will like this bit. <laughs> okay, so I just talk about like how Peter challenges me and blah, blah, blah. And I said, but of course, all of that stuff in moderation, which is perhaps why Peter and I are good in the friendship we're in <laughs> rather than rather than the all-encompassing relationship we were in before. I remember Elizabeth Gilbert, she's the, she's the woman who wrote Eat, Pay, Love, love yeah. saying somewhere, your soulmate is that person that challenges you to be the best version of yourself. You just might not want to marry that person. <laughs> I don't believe in soulmates or the one or stuff like that, but I remember hearing Gilbert say that and feeling that it spoke to something in my relationship with Peter. Ah, that's lovely. <laughs> it's lovely, except I think I saw her say that when we were going out. So. No, no, I assumed that was the case. We did break up. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> oh, I have some faint memory of that happening. So that, and I anyway, I hope that I will get the... I asked her to show me some of her notes. <laughs> so I, like, I genuinely would like to see them. That would be super interesting. What's on your toast? Vegemite and peanut butter and honey. Vegemite and peanut butter and honey. So like one is Vegemite. <laughs> and the other one is peanut butter and honey. <laughs> you're, uh, you're rubbing your hot water bottle a little bit like you have a baby, like you're pregnant. It feels a little bit like I might have a baby. Do you have a baby? No, I don't have a baby. I mean, I just had my period, so I'm pretty certain that I don't have a baby. Also, I haven't seen a baby lying around. <laughs> like in the last two weeks anyway. Did you see one before that? And then it's you stopped seeing it? Because that could be a sign that you had a baby and really fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I always just think about it like that because a lot of psychological evaluation forms ask you on like how you've been going in the last two weeks. <laughs> I think you're going to say they ask you, have you had a baby? Like, have you seen a baby the last two weeks? So like, whenever I'm like, this is what's happening or this is what's going on, I always think about it in the frame of the last two weeks. Your beard has like, it's like got a gradient going on. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm planning on re-dying tomorrow. That's my, that's my tentative plan. Why didn't you do it now? I didn't do it today because I did a bunch of immigration stuff. So much immigration stuff. Are you going to get into America yet? There is a chance, and it is not a high chance, but it is the highest chance I've had so far that within 40 days, I will have a visa. How long were your visa before? Two years. Oh, okay, okay. Like, this is huge. And then what happens after that? I can renew it for another two years indefinitely. Oh, really? Yes. And they'll do that probably until they, like, actually go home? Nope. There's no real upper limit. Uh, by the time I've renewed it like once or twice, I'll probably have enough to apply for residency or permanent position of some kind. There is a chance. There's a chance, there is a chance, there is a chance. That's good. <laughs> you look unhappy about my happiness. I don't look unhappy. You look nonchalant about my... Um, I just realized I hadn't responded. I was actually thinking about whether you're going to use this in the warm-up and whether people know about how much effort you've put into trying to get to America. That's what I was, I was thinking about. Right. I don't know. I haven't worked out. What See, our conversations about. change when we are recording them. Yeah. How do they change? <laughs> Talk more about that. That's interesting. Uh, uh, because there's this whole other element to it. A performative element and also like a little bit of a privacy element. Mm, I mean, yeah, because I was like, ooh, what can I say about that thing? 
And also because I was like, ooh, what do people know about that thing? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, mostly that. Other than that, it's mostly the same. Did I tell you about the email I got? Uh, I think I might have forwarded it to you about the most recent podcast that went up uh, where you were talking about. Oh, yeah, you did tell me. You did. Did you have, uh, do you remember? I don't want to name names or anything like that. No, 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 I remember it. It was um, about how you're narrow-minded. And like, it didn't say xenophobic. Which is my favorite type of email. <laughs> about me being narrow-minded or just, just hating on Peter. Uh, you being like narrow-minded specifically. Why? Why is that your favorite? <laughs> no, that's a joke. I don't, that's a, I don't have a favorite. Emails about people who have issue with you are not my favorite emails, unless they're funny. They rarely are. I don't know. Someone the other day, what did they say? I want to slap him with I a wanna, giant I wanna, foam hand. Yeah, I want to slap you with a giant <laughs> foam hand. That was pretty good. I thought that was pretty funny. Anyway, uh, the email I forwarded you the other day was someone who wrote and was like, hey guys, love the podcast. Um, and it is, it's weird, but it's also nice when they're like, hey, love the podcast, but this is my first time writing because I have a massive problem with something. Hey guys, love the podcast, but I got to say, Peter is really ethnocentric or something like that. I can't remember the exact word. But it was like, Peter is so white and uh, Western. So Western, Western centric. I got to say, I did get that email and I was like, yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> Not like, yeah, you are ethnocentric or whatever. But yeah, because I remember going back and listening to that bit and I was saying this stuff and you were like, that's obviously fake. You're an idiot and you're no, so see, gullible. What I said, and I, was like, I didn't say any of those things. That is not fair. You, you did say, like... I said... and You this were like, this is, does not sound this. real. I said, this sounds fake. Yeah, you said this sounds and fake. Is, I think that's a perfectly valid thing to say. It is okay to say this sounds fake because you have read these books before. No, it's okay. I get it. Like, yeah, it's fine to say this sounds fake. But I also took it as personally offensive because it means that you don't think I'm smart enough to, to think that maybe sometimes things are fake. Which okay. is the thing that I used to do <laughs> when we were going out. Not a thing I do anymore. Totally. So uh, after reading Sex at Dawn, what independent research did you do to verify it? Heaps. <laughs> 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 like so much. Yeah, just countless. Indif- like... No, I actually looked at like what are the criticisms of it. I can't remember what they are. But I was like, oh, there are criticisms. Yeah, there were criticisms. Uh, he presented a lot of stuff as fact when it was theory. It was not nearly as bad as the elephant womb, the elephant trunk womb thing. Do you remember that? No. You read this book. Like, I remember this book and I remember being like, what? This happens, Peter? What the hell? This happens. And you were like, SJ, that's very untrue. I remember <laughs> that, but I do not remember anything about an elephant womb. The, the one I remember was like the womb acts like an elephant trunk and comes down and scoops up the semen and that's how women get pregnant. It was something like that. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It was something to do with like the cervix drooping down to like pick up semen or something like that. I think something like that. That sounds about right. And it was just like like a, a second of research showed that to be fake. But even when I heard it, I was like, that sounds fake. So you were saying these things and I said at the time, that sounds fake. It really, really sounded fake. And then after the podcast, I went and looked it up and I couldn't find anything about it. Like, No, don't you remember? Someone online posted to the stuff. 
What? I tried to find it to put it in the show notes. And then someone else found it and put it on my Facebook wall. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. You commented on it. What? Yeah. He, he was so like, this is the tribe that you were talking about. And then I've had a number of people since then also be like, Peter was wrong. This is the thing that he's talking about. And by a number, I mean probably one other person. So probably a total <laughs> of two people. And if we include this other person, that makes three people. So, <laughs> so and if you include me, then it's four against you. <laughs> Where is this post? I want to find it. Do you want me to find it for you? Yeah. I just, I, I don't remember this at all. Because I tried to look it up and I couldn't find anything. And I'm so intrigued by it. So I got this email being like, Peter, you're very closed-minded. How dare you be so Western-centric? And then I replied. I feel like instead of like, uh, can you read like part of the email? Because I can't remember what it said. Yes, Peter. Other cultures do family differently and no, it's not really fake. Please, please recheck your place on the globe and recognize how influenced your ideas about a normal or plausible family structure are by the heteropatriarchy Western capitalism and the Western obsession with biology matching social roles, the dominant idea that a genetrix becomes a social mother and a genitor becomes a social father of a child. You said when you when Honor read a book steeped in pseudoscience, it only took two minutes of research to debunk it. Maybe you could do a couple of mins, read a lot longer, to debunk your probably unintentional ethnocentrism in devaluation of so-called other ways of doing and being in the world. I seriously love the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This this makes me think that like, so you know how this is like the warm up, right? Correct. And then there's the actual podcast. Right. Okay. So I remember in Amanda Palmer is a musician, blogger person. Anyway, in her book, The Art of Asking, she talks about how she initially put a like hate mail bit on her webpage. Oh, right. And she said that it was the most popular part of the webpage yeah, by I far. Really and that. I was like, maybe this this warm-up bit will just be pretty much hate mail about Peter. Not hate mail. <laughs> like that wasn't hate mail. That was like No, no. That was, it was that a really was lovely like, message. It was a critique. But then this might become more popular <laughs> than the actual show. And people are like, how do I get on the mailing list? <laughs> I want to get some more of that sweet Peter hate mail. So the reason I bring it up is that I did try to research this and I couldn't find anything. And apparently there's a post that I commented on. I genuinely don't remember this. I'm not lying about that. And so I replied to this person saying, hey, I really do want to know about this. I couldn't find anything with research. Like, can you send me some links? Can you send me some data? Can you send me anything? Never got a reply. Yeah, I meant to reply to that with the article because I should screen cap this for anyone who's listening. Oh God, did um, I reply? Yeah, yeah. One of our friends posted with the the Wikipedia page for the, ooh, I don't know if I'm going to say this right, Masuo? How do you spell it? M-O-S-U-O, which are a people of China, small ethnic group in China. The kingdom um, of women. And they talk about having walking marriages. But anyway, he posted to that and I said, yeah, I couldn't find this. Thanks for finding it. And you said, you replied. You said, who are you quoting? What? So you commented not only on the actual post, but in reply to the actual message. This is what? like super, super tedious, but... Well, no, I, I want to know. <laughs> Whose who's Facebook page is it on? It's on my like on page. Your, on your public one? Yeah, I'll send you the link. Should I put it in Skype? Uh, send it through Facebook Message, ideally. I'll cut this whole bit out. I don't have Facebook Message open. Didn't you just go on Facebook to get this page? Oh, yeah, but I don't... You're right. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I won't cut this out. 
<laughs> no, you can't just leave in all the bits where I'm stupid. <laughs> if I cut them all out, SJ, we won't have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's the other thing I was going to talk about. We're going that's over time. That's the kind but, of joke uh, that, that, see, like, I think, like, you know, <laughs> when people see you just saying mean shit to me, that is the exact kind of response that you want. But, like, it happens like one in maybe 23 times you laughing me laughing that hard yeah yeah it's true okay yeah i'm reading this and i genuinely could not find it when i was looking apparently i commented on it so no i couldn't find it either i tried to find my sex at dawn book and i tried to find this oh i got a new message where's my comment when did i comment there's no comment here from me yeah there is where i cannot see it you see nick's post yep in reply to that, I said, yes, thank you. I tried to find this, but couldn't. And then after that, you said, who are you quoting, Nick? Who are you uh, quoting? I did say that. You didn't actually engage with the material. Right. Okay. But you were there. I was there. Yeah. Okay. My bad. Uh, I should have seen that. I was entirely in the wrong there. I mean, the thing is, one thing that I've realized is that people often don't reply. Yeah, that's true. People will send a bit of fan mail and you'll be like, hey, da 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 da, and then you'll just get nothing back. Yeah, I mean, I find it particularly, it's something that I make a point of, particularly if someone's sending me a message that's significant. Mm, mostly if they're in a bad place, really. Yeah. If someone's in a bad place and they message me, I realize that is often very anxiety provoking. <laughs> so I'm just like, hey, can you just like make sure you respond? at some point because <laughs> is, that, is that a message to people listening right now <laughs> yeah if you message me please respond <laughs> also because sometimes oh i didn't i don't think i told you this i had someone from new york contact me to ask me about my skincare routine did i tell you about okay. this no which is like totally it's it's like really random because i've never talked about my skincare routine <laughs> and basically because i don't have one yeah but I ended up getting into this like embarrassingly long diatribe about medicines and working in pharmacies and how all of the products are bullshit and about social media and curation and don't believe it that I was like, oh my God, this reply is so long that it looks like I have no life. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm always afraid that if I do that, someone won't respond. So I've like yeah. said like 20 minutes writing this gigantic reply that I don't get a response to. But no, I got a response very promptly. She was very lovely. Which would be worse, not getting a response or just getting the letter K back? Like K. Probably K. Definitely K. <laughs> Have you seen The Hunger Games? Yes, we've discussed them at length. Okay, but like, do you find it really grating that Peter's name in The Hunger Games is spelt P-E-E-T-A, which means that people with American accents say <laughs> it as if they're saying Peter, P-E-T-E-R, but in an Australian accent, but only that one word? Uh, do you find that? It doesn't really bother me. Throughout all of those movies, the first one, not so much, but the rest of them, there's like... All people with American accents then just saying one word in an Australian accent and it always sounds super fucked up to my head. <laughs> Peter! Peter! I've been thinking a lot lately about how lower your expectations is really good advice 
for life. Yeah. It's 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 sad but good advice. I know, it's sad that it's good advice, but it is like genuinely really good advice. Yeah. Just like lower your whatever your instinctive response of like, oh, I expect this. Just halve that. Just halve whatever that is. Oh, what a what a bleak world view. I know, isn't that bleak? Yes. Yes it is. That is bleak. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bleak. <laughs> but it's also like really true and I've been thinking about it a lot recently. Sometimes when you say brain, it like when you're texting, it autocorrects to Brian with a capital B. So I've started calling my brain Brian. I've noticed this. <laughs> yeah. You started doing it with no context. You'd send me a message and be like, yeah, sorry, my Brian got confused. My Brian got confused, which I think is a really interesting thing to do. This like othering of your thought processes. Just so you know, this is a video uh, that I can see you on. So I just saw you picking your nose. I was itching my nose. You mean scratching? Scratching. Yeah, scratching my nose. <laughs> oh, Pretty man. Pretty sure you were picking it. You get to get so angry at me for that. Yeah, it's because you used the wrong word. And then I'd tell you the right word. And you'd be like, okay, I'm just going to keep saying the wrong word. Well, you don't have any problem with Brian, do you? <laughs> I'm sorry for my Brian. He just keeps saying the wrong word. And then he just enjoys you getting angry. Are you ready for our weekly mention of waitbitwhy.com? Oh, I'm trying to think of what you would be talking about. I have no That's idea. That's the game. Tick, 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 tick. I sent the one about being late all the time to a friend at work. I feel like how I'm going to make friends at work is just by sharing relevant Wait But Why articles with coworkers. Wait, was it a really passive-aggressive move? Like, are they always late? And you were like, fuck you, have this. No, 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 no. I mean, we were both bonding over the fact that we're always late. So it wasn't passive-aggressive. So we're going to get into a conversation about being late, are we, SJ? Because I have a Christmas story that... Uh... Uh, <laughs> yeah, we talked about that once before on a podcast that we deleted. Deleted the whole podcast, never even listened to it. We didn't delete it, but... No. We didn't even listen to it. So I was in Delaware. This was after episode 15. Yep. It was after episode 15. I was in Delaware and it was like 2 a.m. and I was sick. And we got onto you being late and I told the story and I got very passionate. And you were like, we are not putting any of that in. Uh, and then you got really upset with me. I didn't get upset like yelling. I was just like, oh. and I just totally shut down. I just couldn't give a shit oh yeah yeah i mean you weren't you weren't yelling at me or anything like that you were just like really defending that it should be okay material for the podcast and i was like i'm not saying that it's not okay for the podcast i'm saying in this moment it is not okay for the podcast because that is not what you said <laughs> what that is how i remember it because i was like look i'm not saying you can't talk about me being late and poke fun at me i'm just saying right now i'm not receptive to that and it's going to come across like you're a dick. Yeah, you, you definitely... Like, what you did I say? Listen, but you were like, look, you come across as a dick and I come across as a person who's late. I don't want this on the podcast. We're not. It's not going in. Oh, I, I didn't really mind so much about... Also, I just didn't feel... Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think I minded so much about being late. It was more like we've had so much criticism of you being a dick. And I was like, right now, I feel like you are being a dick. <laughs> which is like a perceptive thing and in a different mood I would think differently of what you are saying. Do you mean a perception thing? No. Nope. <laughs> Do you mean itching? Uh, I mean scratching. Come on. Oh, oh I, I'm embarrassed. I'm going to fix my vocabulary and use the correct word henceforth. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> oh yeah. So that is sitting unedited on the hard drive, and neither of us listened to it. And we'll probably put it up in like I don't know a year as a lost episode, something like that. The lost. You think episode. we'll still be doing this in a year? <sighs> I thought about that momentarily this morning when. I was like, okay, ready for podcast. And you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I scheduled to do another podcast right in the middle of when we scheduled to do a podcast. <laughs> Which has happened before both ways. Okay. I mean, not, I haven't specifically scheduled another <laughs> podcast in the middle of our scheduled podcasting time. But we've both been like, oh, actually, I can't, blah, blah, blah. I mean, we're doing it now. It's, it's like a few hours later. Yeah, I know. I know. It's okay. It's just like, sometimes I'm like, it's cool. I'm so loosey-goosey, whatever. And I think it's because I just came from my psychiatrist and I was in a much better mood at 8.30 a.m. this morning than I am right now. Yeah. So in hindsight, I'm like, that is really annoying. But yeah, I don't know. That's just how it goes. So do you think we'll be doing the podcast? Oh, 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 okay. So yeah, (laughs) I was just thinking about that this morning. I don't know. I was thinking about, like, what's a respectable number of podcasts to do? What's, like, a number where you're like, oh, they really did that? Like, they really went there with that. 200. Wow! That's so many. I mean, how many, how many what would your number be? That's four years. Yeah. That's so much work. <laughs> now that I, now that I have a podcast, <laughs> I look at you other people's... You mean this podcast? <laughs> yeah, I mean this podcast. Okay, yep. I look at other people's podcasts in a different way. Yep. And I'm like, oh, you did 13 episodes of a podcast. Previously, I might have thought, that's like nothing. Have you seen the podcasts that have like 347 episodes? But now I'm like, it's still a substantial amount of work, you know? Yeah, no, I don't see it as that much work. And I do the, the like the hours of editing on them. Not to say you don't do work, but I think I definitely do the lion's share of the work. Yeah, but I think you underestimate how long it takes to do the other side of the stuff. How long does it take? Like, it takes definitely over half a day. Like, half a day. Half a day? Yeah. What are you doing? (laughs) Just masturbating furiously. I have to listen (laughs) to the episode, like, six or seven times. How does it take half a day? Like, in my mind, I'm like, half a day is, like, I need to allot that to do this thing. Half a day, though. You're like, I do so, I do all of the work. And I'm like, I don't think I'm that far behind you. It takes me, like, that long to do it all. I think I do way more work. You just take longer to do the work. Fuck like, that's you. That's so long. That's so long to do. Like the, I'm bewildered by this. You're bewildered? I'm not at all. I've been doing it for 16 weeks. Maybe you've never mentioned that's... that it took you half a day. Oh, well, that's why when you were like, oh, it's okay, it's nearly done. And I'm like, I don't think you understand. <laughs> I didn't, know. There's still you, all the stuff that I to have me. to do. Which is why when you're like, oh, I'll just do the I'll just do the podcast and edit together and then you can just put it up. I'm like, but I'm working tomorrow. Like, when am I going to put, when am I going to do that? I genuinely thought it took you no longer than an hour. No, it takes me way longer than an hour to do. Okay, I'll start writing the synopsis of the episode. I like that bit. That's my creative bit. No, it's okay. It I'm just, just like, that's so long. That's why when you're like, how long is a respectable amount? I'm like... I don't know, if you've done more than five, you are sticking at it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I'm just flabbergasted about that. I can't believe we've never talked about that before. No, it's it's never come up. You're always like, I do so much work. And I'm like, okay. 
How are you, SJ? I'm good. I feel like that's a it's a crap title. The warm up. <laughs> yeah. What would you call it? I don't know. Like foreplay? The podcast foreplay? I mean, we can change it if you want. I think the warm up is a really good description because that's literally what we do. We warm up for the podcast. It's also kind of what foreplay is. <laughs> Warming up for the podcast. Yeah. Whenever I have foreplay, I'm just like doing it so I can be like, okay, great. Thanks for that. <laughs> now I'll go <laughs> record with Peter. The warm up is a little bit shitter than the podcast. Yeah. Are you saying that that's true of foreplay? I uh, do not think so, no. It depends what you count no. as foreplay though, right? Because sometimes foreplay is the whole thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Depending so like, on the what. Doesn't, the warm-up's a much better name than foreplay. Uh, there are two things I want to talk about. Well, there's one kind of thing in two halves that I want to talk about in the warm-up, which is that both you and I have used this podcast for like useful purposes in the last week. Oh, really? Yeah. What have we done? So you used it to, weren't you feeling lonely and you put it on? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was driving back from Frankston, uh, which anyone who doesn't know where that is, it's about an hour and a half from where I live. And I had been at work so late that they started turning the lights off on me. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And I was like, I want to listen to something. (laughs) I know, I'll listen to my own podcast. (laughs) I was really lonely and I wanted something familiar. Did it work for you? Yeah, it worked really well. Which one did you listen to? I listened to two of them. Did you masturbate to your own voice? It's very dangerous to do while you're driving. So yes. (laughs) The danger is what got you off. Yeah. Um, So I think I did How I Met My Ex. I think I listened to that one. Oh, so like really recent ones. Yeah, I listen to the most recent ones. See, I can't listen to the most recent ones because while I'm editing them, I listen to them basically for like four hours straight. Oh. And at the end of it, I'm like, I'm done. Like, I cannot listen to, the, to this particular conversation anymore. I can understand that. But I recently drove, and we'll talk about this more on the main podcast, I recently drove from Boston to Toronto and had a little bit of a, not a breakdown, but had like a lot of thoughts and feelings. And one of my thoughts and feelings was like, holy shit, I changed my mind about everything every 10 seconds. So I decided to listen to our New Year's Eve podcast, our like Uh, 2016 plans, which I'd forgotten that we don't talk about anything related to the topic for like 45 minutes of the hour-long podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But I'd, I'd forgotten all the stuff we did talk about, so it was quite interesting. And I was listening to like us chat about various bits and bobs. So I listened to that one and then the last five minutes i talk about my plans for 2016 what were they uh sitcom uh, it was it was erotica board games podcasts something else a, a, a truck blared its horn while i said the fourth one so i don't remember what it was and i was like oh those are still my plans i have not totally like just been like i'm gonna do different things i'm totally changing my mind and i felt a lot better at the end of it oh that's good it is kind of like this weird recording of <laughs> our lives that's it, it. and would just be really annoying to mine through. For what purpose? I was just thinking about, I was just like, oh man, I'd love to make, I know you've already made a good like sampler of the podcast, but I'd love to make like a really choppy one. And I was like, it would be so annoying to listen to all of them again to do that. <laughs> it would be, I think it would be okay. Like, because that one was four months ago, uh, almost five months ago, I'd forgotten almost everything we talked about. So it was like listening to a podcast with someone who I just really heavily agreed with on a lot of stuff. 
you mean yourself? Yeah. <laughs> I, I share many of my own opinions. It should be handy. <laughs> so what did I say? I don't think I've done those things. What do you mean? What did I say that I wanted to do? Uh, you said you wanted to focus on making a Patreon for this year. That's right. I, I was like, it's going to be that. Did I say anything else that I've actually done? No, you spoke very little about what you were going to do generally. Did I? Yeah. Why, why did I do that? That's not helpful for me now. <laughs> You'd have to listen to yourself from the past and find out. It was probably partly to do with the fact that there was a lot of stuff that I wanted to change that I didn't feel like I could talk about in public. That makes sense. Like your housemate situation? Yeah, and like changing jobs and stuff. It's not something I wanted to talk about. Yeah, that makes sense. So like they were like the big things that were going on that I, that I didn't mention at all. <laughs> But now both of those things have changed. So I'm just going to say two out of three is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting because we were only kind of just getting back into contact. So you and I have gotten quite close over the last five months, which I hadn't really realized until I was listening to that and being like, there's just an edge of awkwardness. Like it's not super awkward, but I'm like, oh, we are, we are closer now than we were then. Awkward? Me? Never. No, mostly me. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I can see why people were so annoyed with me. Really? Why? I was just much more insistent on being heard than I am now. Oh, it's because now you realize how much more interesting I am. Well, actually, I specifically talk about that thing during the podcast. (laughs) But I was transitioning from being like, I'm going to make a podcast to where I currently am, which is I'm going to ask SJ questions on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But there's this really great thing that I saw that was talking about like on this podcast I was talking with you the other day I'd really like to I'd really like someone to do some stats on how much I actually talk compared to you because I definitely yeah that would be super interesting but there's I saw something about people having done research into how much women talk in I think it was tertiary situations and how much people perceive that women talk. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. If they talk 20% of the time, they're perceived as talking 80% of the time or something crazy like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did want to ask you, how many email subscribers do you think we have? 37. 59. Ah! See? Pretty nice. Lower your expectations. <laughs> Everything else is gravy. Wait on, what's 59 minus 37? It's uh, 22. 22. 22 gravy people. You know, like 37 was like, okay, yeah, I met my expectations. After that, wow, 22 people of gravy. So the episode that just went up at the time of recording is Naked Photos of My Ex, which is the one that I am by far the most nervous about people's reactions to. There is some, what was quite amazing was when I was taking out quotes from the show, I was like, oh my God, there are some awful ones in here. In what sense? Like, as in, when you pull them out like that, they sound really bad. Yeah. This was your fear when we started the podcast. You were like, what if people take these quotes out of context and they demonize me? Uh, If you want to do that with me, that last episode is the one to do. Oh, yeah, that's definitely, you've just given it to everyone on a plate. Somehow you telling me that makes me feel much better about it. Like, (laughs) Oh, really? I'm like, okay, yeah. I think I was just nervous that, I don't know, I, I was in a strange mood. I was going through a breakup and I just moved cities and I'd just driven like... 10 hours over the course of 16 hours and not slept and yeah I was just in a weird place and so that was a very very intense podcast wait on are you talking about the last one yeah uh, when were you going through Naked a breakup with Christopher we talk about it on oh, the following podcast okay okay sorry 
those things. <laughs> yeah, that that was. No, I, I understand. You don't think friendship is real. No, no, no. It's not that I don't. You think, think love only counts real. when there's. I cock. just I know that friendship isn't real. <laughs> Did you never watch My Little Pony? No. That's where we learn that friendship is magic. Oh, okay. Like, as in, what does that mean? So I've only seen the first episode of My Little Pony. But uh, the, the tagline of the show is My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. And in the first episode, you discover that friendship is literally like a source of magic. Like you can do magic when you're all strong enough friends. Oh, I wasn't expecting <laughs> like, to like that so much. It's a very popular show. I don't know if you've been following the My Little, My Little Pony rise to fandom, but it's much beloved. Yeah, no, no, I know. I know. Like I get, I get how it works. I know that there's bronies and stuff. It's because it's a society of all women. Like all of the ponies are female. Oh, wow. And they get power through friendship. That's one That's one method of getting magic, yeah. Friendship is magic. Because they're all female, it's got a massive male audience and there's a lot of porn. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. That makes some more sense now. That's weird. There's also, like, do you know anything about fanfic? I mean, I know what it is. Fanfic's it's kind of its own world. Um, I have some friends who write fanfiction and so I've kind of seen it all happen and it's very interesting because... When you get deep into fan, like some fandoms are huge. Like the Harry Potter fandom is enormous and the fanfic writing community is huge. There's versions of Harry Potter fanfic where it's an alternate universe where none of them do magic. <laughs> yeah, okay. And it's just people really love the characters and they're like, what if we took them out of the magical world? And, and from my point of view, I'm sort of like, you're missing the point. But there's My Little Pony fan fiction where they're all humans. <laughs> oh yeah, so that makes some sense. Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh. was a fanfic where they were like, what if Edward wasn't a vampire? Oh, yeah, that's right. He'd still be like a creepy dude. <laughs> that wasn't the exact thinking, but yeah, oh. ultimately, yes. They were like, what if we took away this magical element? And made him a billionaire. Because he's a billionaire in the Twilight books. He's still a, a billionaire. Oh, is he? He is. He's super rich. He's basically like, Twilight's really interesting because it is all this wish fulfillment. It's a guy who is like passionately, un- unabashedly in love with you. Yeah. This is for teenage girls. So it's a guy who's just insanely in love with you. He has a family who all adore you. Like every single person in Edward's family is just like, you are the best human ever. Uh, She moves to this town called Forks and everyone else is really boring. And so as soon as she arrives, every guy in the school is like, you're the coolest girl I've ever met. And she gets asked out. Like it's a running joke in the book that she gets asked out by literally every single male at the school almost. Wow. Uh, And then on top of that, her new beau is super rich. And then, and this is this is the magical element. He's a vampire. Oh no, I forgot about that. Also, he's a vampire. <laughs> Wait, on is everyone vampires or just him? Just him. Him, him and his family. Oh, okay, sure. But the thing is, he doesn't want to have sex. Okay. She's like, Edward, I love you. I want to, I want to bone you all over the place. Oh, and so and that's like... why they're making Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like all sense. the stuff that you wanted to happen in Twilight. Yeah, I mean, to an extent, the, the fantasy of Twilight is this idea of like. There's a guy who loves you so much he won't even have sex with you. And it's written by a Mormon. Uh, the author of Twilight, Stephanie Meyer, is a Mormon. Oh. And so Bella's really like, I want a bone. And he's like, no, Bella, we can't. I love you too much. And that's a that's a genuine, like, w- weird kind of wish fulfillment for, I think, teenage girls. Because it got very, very popular among teenage girls. You're a teenage girl. Can as you explain in, that? As in, wait a as in... Being like, I want a bone, and someone being like, no, I love you too much, is what people want to happen? It's it's a fantasy, I think, for pre-sexual girls. Oh, okay. Because there's no pressure of sex, there's no getting pressured into sex, there's still lust, 
Oh, but cool. it's okay. safe. It's yeah, totally yeah. safe. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a bunch of sense. Because, like, particularly at that age, I mean, I don't know if it ever goes away, but, like, sex is awkward. <laughs> like, really, even I'm if it's not... I'm alarmed that you don't think it ever goes away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's sex is always a bit awkward. But, like... How so? Because it's got so much stuff around it. you got to, like wade through oh see i haven't found that at all oh i mean like i don't really feel it so much anymore mostly i think i just feel it in terms of my self-consciousness so when you say it never goes away you mean it's kind of gone away i mean like it goes it, it becomes i hopefully it becomes minimal but like you know that stuff when you're when you're younger and you're like it's all my stuff weird Am I doing this right? You know, that's really there. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, And so that is entirely removed. And I think that was a big part of Twilight's appeal. You know, I know of someone who apparently had, like, so much money and then (laughs) got rid of it all. Like... Is that the whole story? I just realised I'm like, I don't know how specific I could be about this. Oh, so is someone you actually know? Yeah. Okay, got rid of it all. We've got 20 seconds to wrap up, so go. They had like, I don't know, like $27 million and then they invested it poorly, apparently. That sucks. Anyway, this has been the warm-up. Now go listen to the main podcast. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And this has been the warm-up compilation. Uh, Let us know if you enjoyed this because that was the first six episodes and we have 80 more, so I can, you know, I can do warm-up compilations forever. Send us an email, contact at beinghonestwithmyx.com and let me know if you enjoyed that warm-up compilation. Bye.